Welcome to Unlocking Meaning in Christian Relationships. This podcast is all about discovering knowledge that will allow you to love yourself and others in intentional ways, which is ultimately the key to unlocking and living a life full of meaning. I'm your host, Daniel Wilson, and it's time to dive into today's topic. So let's get started. Today's episode is all about love languages and why they are important. Most of you have probably heard of love languages. Uh, Some of you are probably able to name all five, but I would imagine that most of you listening don't really understand how to apply love languages to your life and to your relationships. And today that's what we're going to be talking about. So I'm going to briefly go over each of the five love languages. The first one is words of affirmation. Um, And this can be anything, whether it's verbally said or uh, written, like a note or a letter, um, that encourages or uplifts someone else. Any sort of compliment or um, kind thing that you can say or write to another person to lift them up and help them feel better about themselves. Um, Quality time is pretty self-explanatory. That's when you are giving someone your undivided attention, you are focused on them, you are spending time with them, you're not distracted by your phone or anything else. You don't necessarily have to be talking or participating in any sort of activity, although you can be. Uh, It just involves being with someone. Physical touch can be anything from a fist bump to sexual intercourse. And this one is often pretty misunderstood. I think most people, when they think of physical touch, think of sexual things. Um, But it can be any sort of affection, even just like touching or brushing shoulders with someone or when you're sitting by them. Anything simple like that also counts as physical touch. Giving and receiving gifts, this one's also pretty self-explanatory. People with this love language feel really loved and appreciated and special when they are given gifts. And it doesn't have to be something super expensive, although it can be. It could be a note or a candy bar Uh, Just anything that makes this person feel like you were thinking of them. And the last one is acts of service. This can be um, offering to rub someone's shoulders or offering to do a chore or to fix something. Any way that you can serve someone can be considered an act of service. And obviously a lot of these love languages overlap. For example... Um, An act of service could be physical touch, like rubbing someone's feet, or giving a gift could be writing someone a letter or a card with kind, uplifting words on it. So these things can definitely overlap a little. Um, And what tends to happen is that the way that we give love is typically the same way that we want to receive love from others. And each person has one to two, sometimes three languages that are more prevalent and more meaningful than the other, um, than the ones that are remaining. For example, um, I prefer to give love in words of affirmation and physical touch. I love to compliment people. I love to write letters and notes and send nice text messages. And I love to hug and play around with people, and be touchy. Um, And obviously, the words of affirmation and the way I touch people can be 
different depending on the relationship. Like I like to wrestle with my brothers. I like to hug my grandma. So it just depends on the person. But those are the two main ways that I like to give love and also the two main ways that I like to receive love. So even though someone might um, offer to serve me in some way, like, hey, I, I would love to help you clean the bathroom or um, do your laundry. Like, I, That's nice of them. I appreciate that. I can see where they're coming from and that they're trying to love me. But acts of service don't really fill my bucket and don't really make me feel loved. But if someone were to write me a nice letter or to just come up and give me a hug, that really makes me feel loved. And each of us have certain ways, certain love languages that make us feel more loved than others and that really hit us where it counts. Um, so sometimes the problem with this is that you have two people that love and care about each other but they aren't really um, loving each other in ways that are meaningful to the other person. So most of you have probably been given a gift from your grandma on Christmas like, oh, socks, or thank you for this shirt. Like, um, yeah, I don't, I'm grateful that you did that. It means a lot. I can tell that you love me, and I know you meant well. But for me personally, I don't love receiving gifts. So that's not really going to fill me up in the ways I was hoping for. And most of the time, we don't, we don't consciously understand what's going on with this. And so when someone gives us love in a way that they like and that they prefer, even if it's not meaningful and preferable for us, we automatically assume that they must not care about us because they didn't love us in the ways that we want. When in reality, we've never really acknowledged that there are specific ways that we prefer to receive love and we've never communicated that to them. And so all these well-intended people are trying to love the people in their lives that are important to them and it just isn't connecting all the way and I think that there is a lot of room to grow in this regard um, so that we can love people not in ways that are easy or natural or preferable for us but are ways that are intentional and meaningful and relevant to the person that we are trying to love um, and if you aren't familiar with your love language, your main love languages, or the love languages of people you care about, there's an awesome tool that is online. It's a quiz, and it was made by Gary Chapman, who is the author of the Five Love Languages book, which is an awesome book. If you um, have some time, it's a pretty quick and easy read, and I definitely would recommend it. Um, so anyways, I'll put that link in the description. And uh, the quiz is really short. It just has you choose between, uh, like, your preference. Um, I won't spoil the details or anything, but when you're done with the quiz, it gives you a percentage breakdown of, like, how important a certain love language is to you. So for me, um, I think words of affirmation and physical touch were both, like, 30% each which is 60% total, and then the rest of them were um, smaller percentages. And it also gives you a brief explanation of what each one is. So it's an awesome tool. Definitely recommend that. 
Um, but anyways, when your love language doesn't match up with someone, it's pretty much the same as if you were speaking completely different languages to each other. So imagine you have this couple that's in love. Um, the guy is French and the girl is Japanese. The guy really loves the girl and he is trying to tell her how much he loves her. He's saying all these beautiful things in French, telling her how much he loves her, but she does not understand anything at all. Um, the same thing with the girl. She is trying to tell this guy how much she loves him and she's crying, she's getting all, emo all emotional and she's pouring out her heart to him in Japanese um, about how much she loves him. But obviously these people don't understand each other because they're speaking different languages. And the same is true with love languages. If I'm trying to give love to someone through words of affirmation and their love language is quality time, then my love isn't really going to mean anything to them. If they're a mature, self-aware person, they will probably be able to realize that I'm trying to love them and that might be meaningful and important to them. But most of the time, people can't really pick up on the love that you're trying to give them unless it is spoken to them in their love language. Um, so for example, with with me, if I was trying to love someone, I would be talking to them and I would compliment them. I would s tell them about their qualities and their characteristics and what I like about them. Um, and for me, that's really meaningful. Like It makes me feel good to express that love to someone in that way. But for them, if their love language is quality time, uh, they could be like, um, thank you, that's nice of you, but if you really loved me, I would prefer that you spend some time with me and we could do something fun together. Um, so for them, they might be able to realize that I love them and that I'm trying, but it's really not doing what I intended it to and what both of us want, want it to do. Um, and I think that's something that is often overlooked by people, especially in more intimate romantic relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Um, that's typically a time when we try to be very intentional about loving our partner. Um, and sometimes, even if we mean well, that love isn't going to really have any depth or meaning or weight unless it is given in the way that the other person prefers in the way that is meaningful to them. And I think this matters a lot because loving people in ways that are important to them fulfills their deepest emotional needs and it makes you feel really good about yourself as well. And ultimately, I think it makes life more meaningful because you are living life intentionally. And uh, there is an awesome couple verses in the Bible that um, explain this principle and this concept pretty simply. So I'm going to read in Luke chapter 6, verses 31 through 33, and this is Jesus' teaching, and this is what he says. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. I really like these verses because... Um, it's kind of calling us to a higher plane of living. Um, Jesus is saying the golden rule, which is treat others like you want to be treated, um, do to others like you want them to do to you. 
And if you break that down, that doesn't mean that if you love to give gifts that you give gifts to everyone because you want everyone to give gifts to you. It means that you choose to love people in ways that are meaningful to them so that those people love you in ways that are meaningful to you. Um, it also mentions that if you are nice to people that love you, like if you're friendly to your friends, um, what what good is that? Like what is that going to do for you? Anyone can be nice to their friends. Anyone can love people who are nice to them. Um, what good is it if you serve people in ways that are easy to you? Like anyone can do that. Obviously there is a, a ladder of good, better, best here. It's obviously a super good thing to be nice to your friends and to love people that are easy to love. But Jesus here is asking us to step up to the next level. He's asking us to choose to love people who aren't easy to love. He's asking us to do that, to love and to serve in ways that aren't natural to us, that don't come easily. Um, and I think that is awesome because that's what helps us to grow. If we only ever did what was easy and natural, then we would never grow and we would never get better. We would never become more like Christ. But being intentional is a great way to progress. We can learn something new, we can implement it in our lives, and we can grow. And eventually, that thing that was once really awkward and confusing and unnatural can become something that is natural and enjoyable as we become the kind of person who loves and serves with intention. And I think that is a beautiful part of life that can give each of us meaning in our relationship with ourselves and with other people that we care about. And obviously Christ is the perfect example of loving others perfectly and living an intentional life. Um, I think about his miracles, like when he turned water to wine. Um, I think it's really cool that that miracle meant different things to different people involved. For example, the wedding guests, they weren't really aware of what happened. They just got some nice tasting wine. So that was basically like Christ giving them a gift. Um, for Jesus's mother, Mary, she asked for help from her son and he was able to perform that miracle for her. And that was more like an act of service. Um, and I think it's really significant that Christ chose to do, perform that miracle in the way that he did. Um, so his mom came to him. She asked for some help. She's like, hey, we ran out of wine. We don't know what to do. Can you help us out here? She knew who her son was. She knew what he was capable of. And she asked him for help. Um, imagine if Jesus would have chosen to express love to her in a different way, perhaps through physical touch or words of affirmation. Um, imagine him saying, oh, thanks, mom. Um, but sorry, I can't do that but you're a great mom, I love you so much, you're the best, and then give her a big hug. Like, he's expressing love to her at that time, but that's not really what she needed in the moment. She needed the act of service uh, of turning the water to wine. That's what was most meaningful to her at the time. And maybe acts of service is her love language, maybe it was just circumstantial, but we can all choose to love people in ways that are meaningful to them in 
specific circumstances. And I think that Christ was the perfect example of that. And I'm sure there are lots of other examples in the scriptures that um, talk about that. And uh, I think that is what made people feel so loved by him. Um, not because it was a miracle per se, but because it was tailored to them. It was intentional and meaningful because it was so personal. And I think we can do the same thing in our lives. We can choose to love people in those intentional ways. And if any of you can think of an experience when you felt really loved by someone, um, I'm sure it would connect back to your love languages or at least to the circumstances at that point in time. Um, but living and loving like that is life-changing, honestly. When you are loved like that, you connect with that person and you grow and your your soul expands and you want to progress and then share the love that you received with other people. It's just such an expansive, positive, selfless, giving thing. And I think it's beautiful. Um, so, yeah, that's about all we've got for today. But I would just like to say that living intentionally and being mean, living intentionally is a great way to find meaning in this life. And I know that if Christ were here, he would be loving people intentionally. He would be loving them in ways that are meaningful to them. And I know that as I've tried to do this in my life, I have felt happier and more joyful because I know I am doing something that is selfless and something that really requires me to choose to be more like Christ. And uh, it is hard, I'm not going to lie. Like, it can be really hard and awkward to try and love someone in a way that is um, unnatural to you. But that's how we grow. And I want to invite everyone listening today to take the time to take that love language quiz if you don't already know yours. And then find a way to love someone who is important to you in a way that is meaningful to them. And then to reflect on how it made you feel and how it made them feel. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.